All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach, I'm your host, and this episode we're going to be uh, talking all things New South Wales racing, primarily the meeting at Randwick this weekend. Um, We have a special guest joining us this evening. Uh, We are recording on a Wednesday night, so anything we talk about in scratchings or stuff, it's pre then, so it's Wednesday evening. Uh, We are having Tommy Berry on tonight. So he has been on the show plenty of times. He's a friend of the show and he's coming back to riding this weekend after a a decent suspension, uh, a good four weeks or so. So I'm pretty sure he's pretty keen to get back on the back on the saddle and back to work. And he's probably had a bunch of his kids and being at home in lockdown, he's probably hanging to get back to work. So he's got 10 of the best. He's got a ride in every single race and he's got a pretty, um, pretty important one, especially with Moanga and Mask Crusader. Let's get him in. We welcome in Tommy Berry. All right, we welcome in uh, Tommy Berry, uh, otherwise Sean, who's uh, he's logged in by. But mate, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Yeah, no, thanks, guys. It's it's been a while, but uh, no, good to be back on. Um, I see you're. I'm I'm currently broadcasting from a TAB in my background, but you've got you know a couple of nice little paintings behind you, mate. Yeah, I got my, my daughter's room. It's the cleanest part of the room, the wall. Uh, you wouldn't like to see what's on the ground, but uh, <laughs> she'll have to clean up that later. So you've um, you, go, Tommy. Yeah, how you been going with the uh, suspension and everything, mate? Uh, spending a lot more time with the family in lockdown? Yeah, it's been character building, uh, to say the least. Uh, it, uh, they've definitely worn me down towards the end. But, um, no, it was good. It, it was very tough at the start when I copped the suspension. Not, not the, the time I copped was the least of my worries, obviously putting putting a, a mate on on the deck and, and getting them injured. It's, it was a very tough one to cop, and uh, it took me a couple of weeks to... Um, really let that sink in and, and, and get past it. But uh, it's actually been good because I, I had a, a flat-out season last season trying to win the Premiership uh, and I didn't have a break all season and, and then we continued on to this season. So um, it, it was nice in saying that to, to have a bit of a freshen up and I feel like I'm ready to go again. And just on that day, Tommy, as well, you went on and rode a Group 1 after. Like, there would have been so much emotion um, with, the, with the fall of suspension and then riding a Group 1 for Annabelle would, was uh, on Mwanga, one of... Horse, you've been riding really well as a three-year-old. Um, what was your emotion like that day? Yeah, pretty numb. Um, definitely didn't feel like I'd ridden a Group One winner. It was uh, it was a weird feeling. Um, I was even going out to the race. Annabelle said that she was pretty worried about me riding in it because she didn't know what sort of a ride she was going to get. I was, I was sort of in my own little world, to be honest, um, and, and didn't really think much about the race at all. Um, maybe I should ride like that more often, but. Um, no, it was, it was a funny day. So hopefully we can uh, enjoy winning a group one on him this week a, a little bit more than we did last time. So it'd be nice. I mean, um, it, does, does it make you more hungry having this spell and coming into spring? Yeah, it does. It always does. Um, I've got a bit of catching up to do. A lot of the boys have been going well. Um, and, and, the, and the winners have been shared out. Obviously, James is usually um, very um, prominent. Um, but over the last couple of weeks, even James has only been getting his one, maybe two winners a meeting. Um, and, you know, the, the, the spools have been with people like Tim Clark, Nash Wheeler, um, uh, um, Bowman's back riding, you know, winners and, uh, and, and Josh Parr and, you know, the, the list goes on. So um, it, it's good to see that there's been a nice variety of jockeys winning races since they've been gone and sharing the group ones as well. So, um, yeah, but looking forward to, to getting back and, and um, you know, getting a few winners myself, hopefully. 
I guess you want to, you probably want to stop sharing them once you come back, obviously. But um, I've talked to you in the past about how jockeys deal with things mentally with like from the public and whatnot. But how do you, how do you deal with sort of things like this? Obviously when, when you have, when you have, get suspended for a fall and Brenton gets um, hurt and stuff, obviously you feel like shit. So how do you sort of get past those ne- those first couple of days after it? Cause you, like you said, you can give, give a toss about how long you got suspended for. It's more so about hurting, like injuring a friend or causing the injury, but how do you do all that stuff? Yeah, no, it's a tough one. Um, you sort of go into your shell a little bit. I know I did. Um, made contact with Brenton as much as I could, which which isn't hard anyway. As I said, he's a good friend. So that was nothing unusual. But um, obviously nice to know he was – it was comforting to know when he got home a couple of days later uh, that he was back with his family. That's always nice. Um, so then after that, it was just about, you know, getting getting past that. And, and um, I, I was actually glad uh, the Wednesday once they'd given me my time um, – I just yeah. was able to put that behind me. I, I deserved, um, you know, the month and a half that I got, um, no doubt. So um, I was happy to just put that behind me and, and move forward. And, um, yeah, I, I used the, the time to, to um, give myself a little bit of a freshen up and, and spend a bit of time with the family. Yeah, and annoy the missus, right? That's right. That's right. Um, well, let's, let's go into some of the rides, mate. So you, you've pretty much booked a whole 10, 10 races. So depending on scratchings or whatever happens, but you ride Ashima in the first um, for Annabelle. So you had a, had a ride the other week um, at Gosford, but um, $8 chance, mate. What do you think of it? Yeah, look, she's she's stakes paced. Uh, you know, she's always shown above her average ability as a, as a, as a two-year-old and has brought that into a three-year-old uh, years. And, um, you know, she's it was a good run the other day. She got back um, and hit the line really strong. A bit of an eye-catching run. Um, you know, I think a thousand meters is going to suit her really well. She'll be able to get back off a, a pretty hot tempo. We used to ride on the speed, but um, she she was always a bit weak at the end. But you know, the few times that we've ridden her quiet, she's hit the line nice and strong, and she'll get her opportunity to do, to do that again on the weekend and, and gets in pretty well at the weights. Cool. Um, you are in your second, mate. You got um, another for Annabelle, Wild Calm. Can, I don't know much about this one. What do you got? Yeah, lovely filly. Um, gave me a really nice feel the other day in a trial. She got back, was off the bit most of the way. I really like the way she lengthened, you know, the last 100 metres and, and you know, I was able to let her coast to the line late. So uh, she's drawn wide, which, you know, it, it probably it definitely forces us to ride her quieter than we would have liked. But, um, you know, it's, it's very hard to win races from, you know, bad alleys and, and riding in that quite as two-year-olds. But in saying that, the, the most professional two-year-old usually comes out on top um, yeah. in the gym crack and the breeders and, and I think she's very professional. So uh, she'll be hitting the line nice and strong late, and I'd be surprised if she doesn't run into the places. And um, we've seen Annabelle got a few um, early horses in the two-year-old races, mate. How do you think she's going, and um, where does this one rate amongst all of hers? Yeah, well, you know, she, she's got a lot of two-year-olds. Um, they brought up quite big at the sales, and, uh, you know, it's it just depends. These are obviously the ones that have matured early, and they're up and running, and, and I'm sure she's got some horses in her yard, um, two-year-olds that she's that have been through the system and gone back out that she might have bigger opinions of. Um, I'd say that over the last few years, we haven't really seen, you know, the super two-year-old running the, the gym crack or the breeders have usually come, you know, um, a little bit towards uh, closer to Christmas. Um, but uh, me in saying that, these horses are up and running. She's a lovely filly. Um, she's one that I feel like is going to improve a lot after the weekend. So, um, where she ranks, I'm not too sure. It's, it's a bit hard to say in these early stages. 
these early ones are interesting, eh? Like even in race three, you with psychiatrists, which is that, you know, had one trial, 11 bucks chance with Gerald Ryan and Sterling. Um, do you know much about him? I don't. I only picked up him at acceptances. I was meant to ride um, uh, one of Peter Snowden's um, that, that uh, didn't end up accepting. So that was a, a ride I've only picked up. I do remember him trolling with James McDonald on. Uh, yep. Like all of um, Gerald's two-year-olds, they're, they're very uh, well-behaved. Um, they know their job. They're usually on speed and they're tough. So um, Gerald does a great job with his two-year-olds and I, I have no doubt that uh, this bloke wouldn't be there on Saturday if, if he wasn't a chance. Would you say, Tommy, that uh, you'd be more comfortable with the the first filly with Annabelle rather than this um, second one with Gerald Bryan and Sterling Alexi, just because it's a bit of an unknown, I guess? Oh, look, on the day, um, two-year-olds at race and speed, you know, they're the ones you want yeah. to be with. Really. It's, yeah. it's, it's the two-year-olds that are going to get back, especially over 1,000 metres. Uh, they've got to probably not ready to overcome too much adversity in, in the run and stuff like that. And, and things aren't going to pan out for him. But horses that put themselves on speed, obviously, they, they don't find much bad luck. So I would say, you know, Gerald's horse will probably give itself a better chance on the weekend, especially from the barrier, where Annabelle's has got a lot more work to do. Uh, but I know Annabelle's filly, and I know she's got ability. And um, so that's why I'm keen, you know, on her chances running into the placings. But Gerald's, he's going to give himself every chance being up there. There's a nice race in race four, the benchmark race. Brooks fires the fave, but you're on another Waller horse in Wahiri Falls or Wahiri Falls. Tough one to say sometimes that. Um, I had a win a couple of starts back. Um, $11 chance. How do you think he'll go? Yeah, no, look, he'll go well. Um, these horses are Chris's that, you know, they, they race sort of through the winter into the spring. Um, and, and this horse is a horse that's kept improving all the time. Um, they all have their turn. Um, but he's he's... You know, a horse that's been able to put a couple together um, at his last preparation. And he, when he won, he, he won really well and quite convincingly. Um, and he does enjoy give out of the ground. So if we get some rain during the week, which we're meant to, uh, we've got a little bit today. Uh, it's definitely going to enhance his chances, but um, he's going to be need a little bit of luck and things to go his way in the race to, to be able to come over the top of him because he will get back. Yeah, he gets back, doesn't he? Um, the Hill Stakes, this will be interesting, right? So you got Think It Over, Odds On, Nash and Kerry Parker, two bucks. Um, pretty impressive, but you're on Kukaracha. So it was a Queensland horse, I think, from memory, and it's had a couple of starts now. Um, how do you beat Think It Over? Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, he, he's the horse, the older horse that's been um, had a, f- a few tough preparations against some of our best uh, wait for age horses in, in Australia. So he's, um, you know, he's a horse to beat and, and, and a, a right favourite in the race. Um, my bloke, he's, he obviously won a derby. Um, He's got to make that next step now. Um, he hasn't shown that so far, this preparation, but I think the smaller field, uh, given the ground, he, he's um, drawn to get a, a nice enough run. And um, Chris, when he puts horses like this in these races, he, he obviously thinks they're going well and he he does he places his horses very well. So uh, for him to be in the race, uh, even though his he's first couple of runs back have, have only been past marks, I'd say, um, he's obviously going very well at home. And well, Tommy, we, we get to the sprint oh, race, mate. Um, Mask Crusader. Um, yeah, you love those colours with a back marker. How excited are you to ride this horse? Yeah, well, he's, he's I wouldn't say Shatakwa. Um, he's, he might not be that good. But, uh, <laughs> I've tried riding him like him once or twice and it hasn't worked. Um, and I've, I've definitely um, copped a spray for it. So, um, look, he, he finds himself, yeah, he finds himself in a, in a race which. It's not a very big field, so he's going to find himself probably in the last couple, uh, as per usual. 
and um, he's got a, a, an electrifying turn of foot. My worry with him is, I guess, is the ground going to be like it was a couple of weeks ago at Randwick uh, with that little bit of rain during the week and that shifty surface? You could see he, he's gone very good on wet ground, heavy ground, um, but that shifty surface obviously, obviously isn't to his liking. So, um, you know, I think he's the best horse in the race. Do I think he'll win? Yes. Um, but he just he needs that ground to be to his liking. And um, if it is, um, you know, and obviously up to the 1,200 is a big plus for him as well. And are you booked you- in for a couple of weeks as well? Sorry, mate. Are you booked in for a couple of weeks to ride this horse as well? Or uh, not just ride him on the weekend and see what happens there. If I ride him bad, they won't want me on. And if he goes disappointing, then obviously he's not the right horse to ride in, in, in the Everest. So um, probably best for all parties if we wait. Can I get your thoughts on a couple of the other ones that you've been watching? You know, What do you make of Rothfire and Lost and Running? Yeah, the Rothfire, I really like him. I actually jumped on him in a gallop on Saturday morning and he gave me a great feel. Um yeah, he's, he's had that fitness run. That was his first run in quite a while, and um, he was really impressive. So uh, he, he's probably the horse that's got the most improvement, I think, out of pretty much any horse out of that um, out of the shorts. Um, and yeah, he's, a, he's a horse that has been placed very well through his campaign. So I think he's a big improver. Um, lost and running, very much similar to um, um, Master Saturn. He didn't look like he was comfortable in that ground the other day. He's, yeah. he's the same. He's um, one on wet ground before, but he did race on a pretty sure pretty heavy track one day at Canterbury and didn't like it. Um, but then he won on a bog at Kenzo. So yep. all these wet tracks are different, you know. And um, horses, you know, they, they feel them little thing, little th- different things like shifty ground under their feet. But he was caught wide um, that day. Very hard to make up ground from from where he was. He had no cover. He had plenty of excuses there. He's definitely better than that. But he's a horse as well. That's he's got to show that he's ready to take that next next step. And what did you make of um, Classique's trial the other morning? Yeah, look, I, I, I thought off his first trial, I thought, oh, I'm not sure if he's come back, you know, because it's very hard for a horse to come back from Hong Kong. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an environment that's very different to um, Australia and um, it's like horses going to Hong Kong. Some of them just don't enjoy it, but very rarely do they come back and perform as well as, as he has. And, um, you know, his first trial, I was worried, but his second trial was pretty impressive. I was riding Libertini in that trial, and um, he blew us away pretty comfortably. So it's exciting to see, but he's going to be first up in an Everest. So That's what I was going to um, ask, Doug. What do you think about going first up in an Everest? Well, if anyone can do it, Les Bridge can. Um, <laughs> and I don't think he'd be giving it a crack if if he didn't believe it was possible. But he's obviously going to put a lot of groundwork into him um, going into the race because he's going to need it. Um, but, look, it's it doesn't matter... You know, the horse has to be good enough. Um, no matter how good you train him, he's, he's still got to be good enough to overcome something like that. So, Tommy, with Mars Crusader on the weekend, would you say that it's just going to be the same tactics going forward? Looking at the actual speed, there's just loads of it. So pretty much all horses bar, actually all horses bar Mars Crusader pretty much leads and wants to be on speed. So I guess do you just sit back and watch the race unfold and, take the leap at the top of the turn or do you want to be a little bit closer or, you know, utilize that barrier three essentially? Yeah. He's not the sort of horse that you can, um, you can, he's very much actually likes you tackling that way. He's not a horse that you can have out of his comfort zone. or ask him to be any closer than he wants to be because if something happened and I did give him a squeeze and then they did slap, he can get over racing and go quite keen. So um, you've really got to let him find his rhythm in the first couple of furlongs. We've always done that with him. Sometimes he does, it's all how he jumps as well. He misses the kick, you know, nine times out of 10, but that on one occasion when he does jump, 
uh, like he did um, winning at Mooney Valley, he's able to sit that couple of pairs closer. So I have no doubt that if he jumps well on the weekend, uh, he'll just settle. He won't even settle closer, but he'll travel better. Um, where if he comes out a length behind him on the weekend and they go quick, he's probably going to be off the bit chasing him the whole way. And, and horses that aren't travelling coming to the corner, it's, it's very hard for him to let down. So the key to him is that he, he hopefully gets a clean breakaway. Fair enough. All right, we go to the flight stakes. And you're on a bit of a ruffie here at um, 30 bucks and yearning for the Hawks. Had a nice win, I guess, at Newcastle last start. Um, is he up to this? Yeah, no, I think she is. She two starts ago, um, she ran you know up against all them all the nice fillies that are in this race. Jamea being one, she she won the race in the Furious, and she was held up at the early part of the straight. Jamea got the run on her, and she only finished probably two and a half lengths off off Jamea and alongside a, a few in the market that are a lot shorter than her. Uh, she's obviously gone to Kembla, which Hawks the Hawks team have done before. It just gives him a bit of a confidence builder. Um, gets the win under her belt. Um, you know, she, she was still a maiden, obviously, um, and let the, the other three-year-old fillies beat each other up again, you know, yeah. two weeks ago. So um, she didn't uh, she didn't have to worry about having that real tough run like a lot of them did. Um, she's gone the back door way in. And, you know, I think she was never a filly. I thought we'd get a mile at her first prep as a two-year-old, but she's, um, she's a lot stronger now and, and she's a lot more relaxed and mature. So I think um, you know, from the gate, she's obviously going to have to be ridden on the quiet side and, and she'll be nice and strong late. Sweet. Um, we got a good race, the the Epsom. So you're on Mawanga here, obviously, Annabelle, and coming off a weak stakes win, um, really sharp late, like ran some really nice splits. Uh, weighted pretty poorly. I think you got you got 57 kilos or so. Um, so where where do you sit here? You got Riadini, who obviously is flying, doing real well. Like just got run down by very elegant last start too. But you know you're on Mawanga, top weight, Annabelle Nation, Epsom. Normally a bit of speed in this race. What do you reckon? Yeah, look, it's it's going to be a difficult task for him. Uh, obviously, he's not well weighted in the race, but he probably deserves pretty close yeah. to the weight. He's a he's a dual group one winner. Um, you know, he's won at weight for age, beating pretty much one of the best weight for age horses in Australia, in very elegant. So, even though he's not well weighted, he, he probably does deserve um, the weight he's been allocated. And if you sort of look back at the horses that have won with that that weight in the past, have been some pretty good ones. You know, Happy Clapper was one, and um, yeah. you know, Wings was obviously another, but. Uh, in, in saying that, they're in, you know, I think the competition was a lot stronger in those races than what we're going to meet on the weekend. Um, you know, there's there's been horses in this race like Private Eye, whose form's been quite mixed. Um, he's he's down in the weights. Um, Cascadian, you know, I thought he would have mm. been probably one of the top picks about a month ago, but his runs have just been okay. Hungry Heart's a great chance, but she needs yeah. to track drive. Um, she's probably not going to get that in her favour. Uh, and so it really leaves you with a horse like Riadini, who's puts itself on speed. Um, it, it, it likes wet ground. It's got no weight on its back. But then it, the other day when Rachel rode it, she really put the foot to the floor coming to the corner. And you know, it, it would have been a tough run. You know, it, 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 it took a very good horse to beat it uh, in, in, um, in very elegant and, and had very elegant stretched out to, to do so. So, you know, you've got to wonder how much that takes out of a horse as well, um, especially yeah. on, on a shaky surface. So uh, my bloke had a, a nice time up in, in Melbourne. It was a pretty slow run race. Um, he, he sprinted home in good time. Um, the form out of that uh, beforehand uh, and going forward, I think, will stack up quite well. Obviously, Cox Plate winner in Sir Dragon A and the favourite for the Melbourne Cup. So um, his form out of his first two runs is probably the best form in Australia at the moment. So... 
you know, he, he's got the weight against him, but I think he'll show his class and go very close on the weekend. Tommy, um, how did it feel to beat Barry Elliott the other week in the wing stakes? I mean, that's she's won what nine Group Ones, eight Group Ones now. I mean, that's that's a tall order to start with, and you got this young up and coming four year old, and you've brained him. You know, you've just come straight over the top of him. Yeah. I, I was very proud of him. I, I think I got more excitement out of beating James. Um, I always enjoy <laughs> beating him. <laughs> it's, uh, he, he's, he's, uh, he's a good friend, but I enjoy getting across the line and beating him first. But I've got a lot of respect for Very Elegant. She's a, she's a tough mare. Um, I've seen a lot of the, the backside of her um, for the last couple of years. So to get one on her with a, with a young horse coming through, I think it, it says a lot for his ability. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I think Chris... It wouldn't have surprised Chris too much because he used to train him, so he knows what sort of yeah, ability this was capable of having. Having so, um, you know, it, it. But you know, to to beat a, a weight for age star, uh, he's you know first back for the preparation. He just put us in very good stead going forward. And, and I just Tommy, wanted. Um, to, oh, you go. Sorry. I just wanted to touch on um, Epsom Day and Metrop Day. I mean, you've had some good past winners, and you won. I think it's the only winner you've had, but. Back in 2012, you won the Metrop Epsom double with Gay. I mean, I just wanted to hear the story behind and what kind of day it was. Like, that must have been just massive for you. Yeah, no, it was incredible. I'd, I'd only ridden one Group 1 winner um, before um, that day, and that was a week earlier on Epaulette and the Golden Rose. So, um, you know, to ride three Group 1 winners in, in two weeks uh, after having none you know, two weeks yeah. earlier was and um, I'd only been stable rider at Gaze um, for, I think, six months at that stage. So, again, I had a pretty rough trot leading into it. Um, I think it took me about three months to ride a winner for her, which is just unheard of. Uh, one on a horse called Ice Cream for her at um, on the Kensington track at, at Randwick uh, over 1,200 metres. I'll never forget it. And, and we sort of took off from there. And um, and, and Glenn Cadam gold obviously, he was my first rider in the Melbourne Cup after that. So it was very special. Um, and celebrating, you know, the day with my brother there, you know, times at uh, celebrating Group 1s, I, I think I only got to celebrate maybe seven or eight with him, um, maybe nine. So I look back on those Group 1s now with a lot of fond memories. And, Tommy, just on that, when you look at um, no Melbourne jockeys being able to come up and you see the likes of um, Panza coming to town and Alicia Collard and even um, even Brock Ryan riding Jamea the other day was fantastic. What's it mean to have these sort of guys that work so hard around the country come in and... and um, be in the jockey room in Sydney and, and right against you. I mean, I saw Jimmy Innes, you congratulated him on the tour uh, a couple of years ago. Like, what, what's it mean for the young the young kids that work really hard? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, the young kids, the, the guys that are, you know, at the, the pointier end of their career, like a Jeff Benzie's 51 years old. Um, when I was uh, through my apprenticeship, um, we used to carpool, Nathan and I, with Jeff Benzer and Grant Buckley to the races uh, down south and up north every Tommy Road. So, I spent a lot of time with Jeff and, and he's a really good friend. So to see them guys get opportunities in town and um, to, to watch him win, uh, especially Jeff getting those three winners, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago at Newcastle, the three features, you know, they, work, they work hard every time, all year round. And I guess it's this time of year where um, with under the um, handicap conditions uh, with a lot of weights, they, they get their opportunities and um, they've, they've got some nice rods as well. I think, um, you know, Alicia Colt's got a really good ride um, in the Epsom yeah. uh, with yeah. Um, yeah, So, you know, they get them opportunities. They know that they'll more than likely be back at the Provincials, you know, next week, but that's what it's all about. That's uh, 
that's the fun of the game. And I just can't wait to have him in the room on Saturday. It's going to be a pleasure. Cool. Um, we go to the Metro, pretty open race. You're on um, Angel of Truth, bit of speed. A uh, bit of a roughie in the race, though, but, the, you know, we've got Montefilia here, which is the fave, doing all right. You've got Entente and she's ideal. They're all there. Um, can, you know, Angel of Truth be up there? I guess um, I guess he's got he's, he's done well in the past. Has he got a chance in this? Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, off, off his last run, you'd say no, um, but that was just too bad to be, that'd be, was too bad to be true, really. Uh, his first two runs back, his campaign was were quite nice. Uh, he enjoys soft ground, so the wetter the better for him. Uh, he ran third in the race last year after leading the whole way. So um, it will have to be positive from the from the alley, that's for sure, and need a little bit of luck in the first half. But if he gets that, look, he can stick on and run a place. So, you know, with the weight he's got as well, he's, he's sort of weighted out of it a little bit uh, with 56 kilos. I think some of the horses lower in the weight, so probably got his measure. But um, I think he'll run well all the same. And we finished the day with Marway, um, race number 10. These 10 race cards, mate, they're good, aren't they? Um, you're riding for Mark Newnham. How'd this guy go? Yeah, look, I've seen a lot of him. I only picked up him this morning as well. Um, I was meant to have, I think, April Rain in the race for, for Chris, but he didn't accept. So uh, ended up on Marway. Um, I've seen plenty of him. I ran second to him on Count Rupee one day on the Kenzo. A massive winner. And then he's a big winner of the town plate and very good time. So, um, you know, horses like him that, um, have a very high cruising speed and want to run hard. Sometimes it takes them a couple of runs to, to get fit and they need to be fit to win the way they race and the, the times that they want to run throughout the race. So uh, whether he's ready second up, I'm not sure. I think third up he'll be spot on, but, you know, he's, he's the team are very happy with him um, and, you know, I think he'll, he'll definitely make his presence felt. I have to say, though, the second up record's red hot, Tommy, so I think you've, you've bagged a good one here. Yeah, it's a nice pickup, that's for sure. And uh, Mark Newton's team's going well. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure though. The, the only problem with this horse is Tom Sherry seems to have the key with him. And every time someone else rides him, he's uh, he seems to go a bit keen for him. So we'll have to see how good my hands are on the weekend. Uh, you've been doing the weights. Um, all right, mate, that's your, that's your 10 rides. The last question we sort of want to mention is obviously the clash between Gary Elliott and Incentivize. And um, pretty much they're bang on. I can't. I can't pick one, to be honest. I'd love Very Elegant to win, obviously, but I think they're pretty much even in the market. Which way would you lean to this? This is going to be a pretty sick matchup, right? Yeah, it will be. Um, you know, Incentivise um, is a very good horse. He's obviously very good first up, but is he going to be a little bit flat second up? That's that's my query. Um, where Very Elegant, she's, she's third up. She's going to be, you know, she's pretty close to peaking now. And, um, you know, her, her runs in Melbourne, have been very good. Um, so I'm going to lean her way. I just, I guess I'm a city boy, so I've got a bit of a soft spot for her. But, um, you know, she's she's been there. She's done it. She's she's a tough older mare. She's a weight for age star. Uh, we're incentivised. He's, he's still coming up through the ranks. He's got a, a lot, you know, people are probably going to get annoyed that I say he's got to prove himself, but he does. He's, he's still yeah. got to prove himself, a little bit, I think. And I think if he if he wins on the weekend, he he's... I guess he can hold the mantle of probably one of the best rate for age horses here at the moment. It's impressive that last start running, keeping that win um, incentivized. I thought he was gone, but bloody impressive. But all right, that's all I've got. Tommy, Kawhi, anything more? What's your best um, ride for the weekend? <laughs> I'd have to say if the track's good, Mars Crusader. And Tommy, um, Art Cadeau, um, fresh into a Kosciuszko is... Um, 
can can you win it for Terry? And is it is that the one ride you're looking forward to in the next few weeks with uh, all these group ones around? Yeah, look, I, I think he can. Um, he's got to improve off his of his um, last preparation, which he has. Uh, his trial was really good the other day against horses that have all got stakes for him, um, and and he equipped himself really well. And he's come back in great order. We haven't had any hiccups with him this prep, which last prep it was one headache after another. So for him to win the championships was a very good effort by him. Um, but he's got to run better than what his benchmark is, you know, because he's it's a big step up for him. It's it's the Kosciuszko is very different to to a country championships race, I believe. Yeah. And um, you know, but he's the right horse to do it. He's with the right team, and going into it first up, I think spot on for him. So if he gets there in the same shape he was in his trial on Monday, I'd be very pleased. Are you happy to say, Tommy, um, that handle the truth is kind of the rightful, you know, market leader, so to speak? Yeah, he has to be. He comes out of the right race as well. He comes out of some of the stronger races you possibly ask. And, you know, he's he's just a perfect horse. He puts himself in the right spots. Um, he, he's been there and done it for a few years now. And uh, and his trainer knows what it takes to get him there in the right order. And he, he, he from what I've heard, he said it's the best he's ever had him. So uh, that's pretty scary if he's right. Mm, and totally South or Panthers, mate? Uh, well, I live out west, so I'd have to say Panthers. <laughs> All right, mate. Best, best of luck this weekend. Um, hope you hope you land a couple, mate. Musk Crusade is exciting, so best of luck. Appreciate you having me on the show, boys. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Thank you, mate. All right, we thank Tommy Berry. Um, he's a legend. He, he never says no to us, and we, we'll keep getting him on uh, in the future. So good luck to him this weekend. But, boys, let's um, let's go straight into the card. We may as well just go back to race one. We've already talked about Tommy's horses and a couple more, so we probably don't have to go as in-depth because we've just talked about a few. But the midway kicks off the first um, the first race, and the favourite is Capital Rain. That's Gary Portelli, and Alicia Collett is riding at Ramwick this weekend. She's got about seven rides, so she's been flying on the provincial circuit, so I'm really stoked to see her in town. So Capital Rain is there. There's been good money for Lancaster Bomber for Jason Collett and Richard Litt. That would open 13. It's into 850. Um, oh, please, Diana. That's there as well. Pretty sure that had a... Um, a decent win the other week, if I am not mistaken. And we also got a couple of odds there, but Delexo's there, Moralist is there. They're all there. Um, go to you, Tommy, first. Who are you with? You with the fave? Mate, I think so. Um, that I please Diana was good against Wine Diva, whether it can replicate it again. Um, I think he probably needs a good track. So um, before we really get into it, it's, gonna, it's so much going to depend on the weather and, and stuff. So like a lot of bets are going to, yeah. Probably hold off, but I, I reckon you can probably back this um, capital rain to begin the day. I think it's just um, strong a few together, and it, I think it goes pretty well. It's a good win in the hurricane at Newcastle. Um, the other day was really good. It goes up to a thousand. I don't, and um, nice big track at Ramwick. I think it'll suit it. Um, yeah, give me the favourite, uh, Capital Rain. So they have, for anyone listening, and it's not even Sydney, they have predicted a fair bit of rain for the next coming days. Today they predicted some, but there wasn't that much. Like I literally just sprinkled at my place over the over the day, but they are predicting a fair bit. So imagine if it just starts pissing, 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 you just jump on ice bath. But um, yeah, like Tom said, it's going to really depend on whether, what kind of track we're on. I personally reckon, you know, you might be on like just getting into the soft range, but um I'm no weatherman, that's for sure. But, Coey, you are you with the fave as well with Tommy? I just think it's a little bit short. I mean, I, nothing nothing's, nothing, against its form because it's got a picket fence. It's won three on the trot, and you can't argue with winning form, really. But 
I just think 290 is a little bit short. I think Neon Knights overs it came second against Capital Rain. Um, an extra 100 metres will probably do it well. And the fact that one's 290 and the other being 18 bucks, that's quite the split. So I wouldn't have mind having a little each way go at Neon Knight. But I genuinely think Ashima is a good chance. You know, like Tommy's on board. We just had a sp- chat with him and it's come out of pretty decent form, to be absolutely honest. Um, a thousand meters probably suits better in this second second up trip, and it handles the heavy and soft going. It's placed the right time, so the worse of the track gets, probably the better chance that the Shima has. Um, I anticipate it'll probably sit a little bit off speed, probably midfield, two back, one out, that kind of scenario. And if yeah, I mean we'll wait and see what the weather does, but I wouldn't actually be deterred by the seven fifty that the Shima's got. I'll, I'll probably back that. Yeah, you shouldn't be, shouldn't be worried. It opened 9.50 today. It's already in the 7.50, so some people agree with you. Um, yeah. Race two is the gym crack, and favourite here, pretty short in Cool and Gatter. Um, that opened 2.15. It's already into two backs. That's for Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace with J-Mac aboard. Um, others that sort of lower in the order, we've got Wild Botanica there, Um as well at 7.50, and Drisana for Kerry McAvoy and the Snowdens. That open six is staying pretty firm. Anything moving at odds? Not really. So, as we as we know, market's open today. Tommy's Tommy's horse, Wild Calm, that open 15. It got into as much as 13. But very, very, very short favourite in Coolin Gatta, Tom. Um, it's coming off a pretty good trial on the Kenzo. Yeah, as Tommy was saying, like so often in these... Um young two-year-olds they're just really hot races and it's hard to catch um a decent one and we saw Kieran Ma last year and, and James McDonald with Entha absolutely brain him and I think a golden slipper market will be open tomorrow as well so if you do like one of these early you can go uh you can get in early as well before I remember Entha absolutely braining him last year and um it went to a really short price but um, for me, I just don't know. Um, again, with the weather, so much is going to depend. But I, I actually like a couple around it, I think. Um, as you said, it's really short. Um, mate, two. Wild Botanica's had two trials, and Casey Fogden's brought it down here for some pretty big clients. So I I, I think if it was any other trainer, I think you're getting a better price than 750, uh, shorter price than 750. So I might spec on it. And Drisana was a... Um, Really surprising one by the Snowdens. It came from last and really rounded them up strong. Again, um, they sort of really need to be on speed for this sort of race, but it's one to keep an eye on, and it, it could perform really well if they are um, given every chance. So uh, they're two I'd watch, but it wouldn't surprise me if Cool and Gatto just comes out and brains them. I think I'm with you. Tom Coe, that trial was pretty sick from Cool and Gatto. It was sick, but I think it was more... I think everyone wasn't really looking at the clock. It was more so dependent on the margin that it put against the the field. I, I mean, the three lengths was nice, and it was just soft, like hard held to the line. And J Mac on board's nice, but yeah, it's just a like. Can you really take a two dollar pop in a two year old race? I mean, a first start, you know, this and the other. So I, I, I'm going to shop around it as well. And Tommy makes a great case for Wild Botanica. I think you know, just genuinely, it, w- it ran faster time. Um, it probably just goes, you know, like everyone's looking at the J-Mac Coolangatta trial opposed to what Wild Botanica did, who ran quicker time over the 8.55. And like the price differentials 
close to fourfold. So, you know, you, you go, do I take the two two bucks or do I take the seven fifty? I'd rather take the seven fifty. And yeah. if I were if I were to spec something else, I guess I wouldn't mind taking a take out of the same trial as Wild Botanica. Pantanario, the number eight with T C Gay and Adrian. I'd imagine it's probably gonna try and lead knowing Gay's training patterns and you know, it was hard held to the line also and it ran quicker time than Cool and Gatter. So and it's drawn one. Like I think it wouldn't surprise me. Anything could be a surprise packet in this, but fourteen bucks is also juicy. So I'd probably be looking outside of the uh, the favourite here. All right, we go to the boys in race three, and the favourite there is Victory Moments for Fogden and Timmy Clark. That's four bucks. Um, what's he? He's drawn Barrier Eight, so open four twenty. A little bit of a move in. You've also got Zambiri River. That's into five dollars. That's for Waller. What a surprise! He's got one there. Um, Kibu for Gay Waterhouse. That's there as well. Um, something that's been smashed is the Jason Deemer horse in Hard to Say. That's with Clippin and aboard. That opened 51 bucks. the Savo. It's into 26 so pretty much halved its quote there. Um, Tommy, what are your thoughts on the boys? Yeah, it's a syndicate horse, uh, Hard to Say. So uh, by the name, it is hard to say if that's just the owners all jumping on an early um, horse or maybe it's got a bit, of, a bit of an ability and it's only been trialling at Scone. Um it really is hard to say because there's a lot of them together. Um, you'll notice one trialed uh, under the name Genghis Khan is now called Empire, uh, Emperor. I don't know why they had to change that. But, um, now it's Emperor. I thought its trial was pretty good, and Huey spoke really, really glowingly of it. So it's one um, I'd like to keep an eye on around that $18. Well, 13 out to 18 is now, so the market doesn't really like it, but it, it'll be one to look going forward. Um, it's really tough for us. I reckon just whatever the money comes for. Um, yeah, victory moments. Another Casey Fogden one. It was, it was good. Its trial was um, pretty good with them. Um, Berry River as well, running home pretty strong. So, I reckon that's probably the one. Restoration uh, Tour was okay before as well, but it's it's really hard to tell with this race. I might spec a couple. Same boat, Coe. Just spec a couple with the boys. Just no idea where to throw at this one. Like, I think bottom of the market's probably correct. I mean, I think, you know, the money has already come for it, I'm guessing, for the the bottom victory, victory moments in Zambezi River. Uh, I can understand why. Drawn relatively well and trialed well. But, yeah, this one, this one's actually, I reckon it's heaps tougher than the, uh, the previous race. I think the Jim Cracks kind of a three or four horse race, whilst this breeder's plate is wide open, I think, lot of unknowns much like you've already alluded to zach um hard to say it's come out of a scone trial and i mean it was nice but how did how do they match up i have no idea i mean currently a 26 dollar pop no idea um yeah this is no idea market <laughs> to be a, yeah genuinely no idea all right uh let's go to race four this is the um Tab handicap and over the mile. Brooks Byer has been absolutely smashed. So it's Glenn Boss and Chris Waller. That's 370 into 250. That's a fair go, especially on a Wednesday. Um, you got also got Kiss the Bride is also there. Bjorn Baker, Big Boy Roy, which is not getting any more of my money uh, for a long time. Tuck Sue had a good ride the other week as well. What Tommy's on Wairiri Falls. Um, but Brooks Byer, Tommy, it's had, a, it's had a win in the heavy, two starts back. It's had a win in the good uh, at Caulfield. Um, money warrants the move. All luck, do you reckon? Yeah, I guess, yeah, really, de- again, depends on how much rain we get. But, um, 
Yeah, it was. It had a good. It was a win first up, and then wasn't too far off him. Um, last start as yeah. well. I yeah. I I don't mind Tommy's mount either. Warrior four scratch from last week to go to this week. I think it will go right. Um, I was on Yamaha at seventy one dollars for that second last start at Kembla, which was disappointing. I don't think Yamaha goes too bad on the soft either. But if there's a real latest bias, I, I don't know why we don't stick with um, Kiss the Bride. I thought the win was really good, and if it's like it was last time, um, I can I can see you getting a pretty soft lead and keep on going. I mean, you got things like Just Thinking and that, but um, I, I I really like Kiss the Bride's. Win last start, it was it was ripping, and I reckon he'll improve from it too. I, I'm going to sound the kiss the bride train, I think. Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right. So kiss the bride, obviously last start for anyone didn't know it. Um, it'd be Big Boy Roy and also Cordia, um, which are both in this race as well. Kelly, you agree? No, I think the, the the barrier really worries me a little bit. Yeah, barrier twelve. Um, it all comes in. Yeah, I think just the fact that it's drawn wide, uh, it does. It, I mean, it, it runs forward anyway, so. Randwick 1600, you'll be coming out on the back straight there. I mean, you should probably be finding pretty close to the front anyway. Uh, the only problem is if it gets stuck wide. Luckily, there isn't a whole lot that's, I'm guessing, going to contest it. Um, this is only an early prediction, but so it will probably be in the front quartet, that kind of, that, that kind of figures. Big Boy Roy will be up there as well. Just thinking, I'm guessing we'll also be up there, utilise the low draw with Nash on board, but it's carrying 61, which worries me as well. Oh, I actually don't know. Like, I think Brooks Buyer with the 53 kilos, I can totally understand why people have gone for it. 250, on the other hand, though. Can I take that? Not really. Um, love tap form is good, but... Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna stick true to my word with the I followed this fucker for I don't know the last three starts and hasn't lobbed so I'm just gonna hope for J Mac finally pulling through with uh, Big Boy Roy and hope for God but I think it's wide open to be absolutely honest with the favourites drawn wider. I think we also have to keep a little little eye on Tuxu, the Joe Pryor, Jake Collett um, runner. Had a really good second last start and a third before that at Kenzo. That's uh, that my may get a bit of my coin. Um, we go the Hill Stakes. This is um look we mentioned this before with Tommy with um obviously think it over with no very elegant very elegant get, choosing to go to Melbourne. Think it over has just gone odds on at two bucks. So uh, when we think about the difference between Think It Over and the rest of the field, you've obviously got Shared Ambition at $7. Um, Tommy's on Kukaracha at 14 um, If you look at the moves in the market here, you've got to really take into account that there's a $0.43 cent deduction <laughs> with Very Elegant Out, so do your math. Um, but look, I reckon, I think Think It Over has been flying. I think it might be too tough. Tommy, you reckon? Yeah, I think the beauty, like you talk about these small fields as well, and the beauty of Think It Over, it doesn't matter where he lands. He... He can he could lead a race if he wanted to. He could sort of sit back. He can it it doesn't really matter. And so often we see it get unstuck in these small races because horses don't get enough cover or whatever. But I think think it over it doesn't even, it doesn't matter if it's wet or dry. I think think it over is just so adaptable to anything that goes on. And especially Nash on board just rides his horse so well. So I just think um think it over will be too hard to beat in this race. And saying that he's carrying a bit of um he's carrying a bit of weight, but so are the others. Uh, there's been a little bit of specking for Dais and you can see why that was great. Great run last start. Um I don't mind Tommy's Mount either, Kukaracha, as you sort of alluded him with um 
with Tommy Zach that he he went really well in Queensland. He won a derby up there, and once he's fit, he he's a really tough horse. So I think if there's one that to maybe um, play your Quinello, it would be Cucaracha because I think after a few runs, we will be seeing the best of Cucaracha. But I don't think I can go past um, Think It Over. Yeah, I think so. I think Think It Over is going to be too tough. I think from memory when we put our tips out, I think I tipped um, Cucaracha in the Chelmsford and it was pretty ordinary, to be honest. Um, think It Over obviously won, Redini second. Um, but yeah, and then it came out and came last in the King Kingston Town. But... Look, I don't, I don't mind it. Obviously, the price is good. Tommy's back, but think it over is going to be pretty tough, Coey. Yeah, I agree. And unless it, uh, Randwick literally has an absolute downpour, like a cyclone has to hit it, it's like a heavy eight, heavy nine, heavy ten. I just, yeah, I can't really shop anywhere else. I think Group One form coming into this is really strong. It's been so consistent this prep, and you know, Kerry Park has mentioned numerous times that this horse is absolutely low flying and. Yeah, you can't really argue with that. You know, it beat Riadini Montefilio in the Chelmsford. Came third against Very Elegant by under a length. That run in the wing stakes against Moanga, I mean, it was the unlucky horse, so to speak, when there was a wall of chases. Yeah, I just... And it being a weight for Asian, the top to bottom is only a three kilo split. I just... It has every advantage, I think, in its sleeve. Nash sticks. Yeah, if you think it overwins... But I'd be reevaluating if the skies turn. But yeah. At this stage, definitely think it over. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Um, I'm stoked. This is my favourite race, I reckon, even compared to the Epsom. That I'm keen to see Premier Stakes. So, um, obviously we have Mask Crusader, Splintex, I Am Superman, Jonka, Rothfire, Standout, Lost and Running, Embracer, and Adalong. So we have Mask Crusader, which is the fave for Tommy. That's three bucks. Open two eighty. Little bit of a drift. Um, we have Jonka. We have Rothfire and we have Lost and Running. So a uh, little bit of money, I guess, the tiniest bit for uh, Rothfire. So I'll even open 370. It's still, there's not much money going on at all here, actually. A little bit for Splintex, I guess, um, for Mark Newnham. That's into 650. But like Tommy said, he gave a pretty decent uh, rundown of how he thinks um, Mask Crusader needs it to pan out. Um, he said it is not Chautauqua, even though he's tried to ride it like that a couple of times and copped an absolute spray. And we all know what a Hawks spray means. Um, I'd love to hear it one day in person. Um, interesting, though, with Lost and Running, um, people put a lot of shit on it last start. That's obviously going to the Everest in the tab slot. But um, Tommy obviously gave pretty much gave it a complete forgive run. So um, I don't know. How do you make this, Tommy? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a tricky one. I I, I still think Mask Crusaders um, the horse I want to be with in this race. If the weather does come, I don't think it it matters too much to it. If we're getting right into a bog, it might suit something like Lost and Running. We saw a couple of it. It's heavier grounds do pretty well. Um, I don't think I'll suit Rothfire at all. I think Rothfire wants a a, a hard track, but I think. It, even on a good track, as long as it's not too uh, leaders biased like it was a couple of weeks ago, I think Mask Crusader comes into it, and I think three dollars is a really good price. Um, you heard what Tommy had to say about it as well. There's still a bit of nerves on how you ride it, but as you pointed out, Zach, um, oh, I think it might have even been you, Coe, very a very leaderish race, and Tommy can just sit out the back, ride Mask Crusader, however he wants to be ridden, and then as long as he's um. As long as you're right to go when it comes to the pointy end, then I think Mask Crusade is in it, and I think three dollars is a really good price. Give it any, uh, give love to anything else, Coey? 
No, I think Tommy really sold it to me. I think just the fact that um, Masker said, I think it will have the last say, and I think it will be hell for leather up front. I genuinely think so. I think it'll be an absolute leaders contest for the first, who knows, it might be the first 600 metres for all I know. Um, Rothfire, there's definitely a bit of, there's upscope, but it's, there's obviously some negatives to come with it. And Tommy's just touched on it. It has, it likes running on the top of the ground. And if, if it does hit that kind of soft six to soft seven range on a hypothetical, then I'd say it drifts. And I would probably likely say that Mars Crusader being the mark, you know, the more versatile horse just goes straight over the top of him. Um, I do see it more or less in the race and two. It will be, I'm surprised it is so close to be absolutely honest. Mask Crusader three bucks and Rothfire being 370 at the moment. I think, yeah, Mask Crusader put a pen through last start. I think it just didn't handle the track. Um, it being first up, needed better for the run, everything else. Um, yeah, I, I think it just maps really well. As long as that speed battle does happen. If someone gets a soft lead though, anyone, any one of these gets a soft lead, they could pinch the race. Is all I got to say, yeah. but Mask Crusader for mine as well. I do love some horses when they get a soft lead, something like Riadini last week. Gives you exactly. chills. Um, race 7, first leg of the Quadrilla, and that's the Dali Flight Stakes. Um, we have a favourite in Star Tontes, which was a late acceptor or a late nom for this race. They paid the late fee. This is a Rob Heathcote runner, so a little bit of a drift already. Open 370 out to 4. Four moves ahead is there. Uh, Mallory's been backed, which is a pretty good run last start. Six into 480. And everything else is kind of big odds. Um, not much of a move for anything else. A little bit of a move at a big odds for Stray. Glenn Schofield's on there for Anthony Cummings. I think he had a pretty good run two or three starts ago when it got really held up. Um, but good money, Tommy, for Mallory. Yeah, you can see why it... Um Got second on protest last start behind four moves ahead when it had that little bump with sweep witness, but it was finishing strong and a lot of people spec that going to the mile will help Mallory. Um, I don't I don't see any reason why four moves ahead can't run the mile out. I uh, I think it's he did what he needed to do last start, but there's still a bit of uh, gas in the tank. I guess the only worry is the barrier. Uh, Barry third, and he could get into a bit of trouble. But if anyone can find the lead or find a close sit on the lead, would be Nash. So I don't mind for four moves ahead around that five dollars at all. Um, the one I've been waiting for though is She's All Class. She was pretty disappointing last start, but I, I'm going to persist with her because I, I, she's going to win a big race, and it's just like this. It's sort of like the um, sort of like the Hungry Heart last year. We were sort of waiting and waiting and waiting, and when we all jumped off, she won it. A massive race like this, so I, I'm going to stay with Cheese All Class um, as well. There's a couple, couple of uh, ones people have been specking. I, I don't mind Tommy's uh, mounting yearning, as he said last start at um, Newcastle wasn't too bad, and I think $31 is a decent chance to spec it. Um, and Von Trapp, absolutely nothing went right for it. Didn't jump last start, and then rocket home for four. Um, it's only had a couple of runs, but I th there's plenty of improvement there. And I think in out to a mile, it's one to spec at $19 as well. So I reckon she's all class one trap and four moves ahead, something uh, maybe with some Quinellas and uh, trifectas for me. Sweet. Coey, are you giving any love to she's all class? Uh, I just can't find it. I just, I don't know. Like it, it's never been really, uh, yeah, everyone thinks about the Wyong Magic Millions run and, that's where it made the uh, 
stamped its authority and flew light and everything else, but I just haven't seen it progress ever ever since, really. And, you know, all accounts, it's an absolute head case of a horse. Um, yeah, it's not one of mine, so I'm just going to leave that aside. It wouldn't surprise me if it just showed up. I mean, it was known to do something like this, and at any moment it could win a group group one race <laughs> for all I know, and the price is probably right. And you'd be like, shit, I forgot to put it in the quaddy. You know, that, that it's that kind of horse. But, yeah, it's not one of mine. Uh, Tommy's already touched on four moves ahead of Mallory. I think they've got a lot of upscope. Uh, four moves ahead. Barrier definitely, definitely worries me. I think Barrier 9 and Carter across last start. Uh, it was Nash stole that from the start last start. Um, he won that race virtually in the first 200 metres, I think. Uh, looking back at it, Mallory, heaps of upside. Same form lines as formers ahead. Just a better, better barrier. I think it will get a comfortable kind of sit behind the leaders and coast into the race. So I'd be more towards Mallory, but one one to spec at a bit of odds, I guess, each way would be Latino blend for mine. I think, forget last start, I think it was a little bit more leader bias. $26. I, I definitely see a little bit of upside in this horse when it came second behind Swift Witness. Um, it, it, I think the step up in distance, A, will benefit this horse. Uh, 26 bucks, I think that's really, really juicy. Seven, barrier seven, once again, barrier shouldn't be really any, any, any issue because it kind of flies late, this horse. There's only three lengths behind in that T-Rose, behind four moves ahead. I just have to have a couple of bucks on Latino blend, but I'd be all towards the Mallory camp. All right, we go to the Epsom. So this is over the mile. We talked to Tommy about his ride in Mwanga, but um, obviously we've got Cascadian here. We have Ice Bath, which could be a good bet if it starts pissing down. Riadini is obviously the favourite at 460. Big money for Reloaded. That opened 51 today. It's already into 26. Um, another one a little bit of money for is Discharge. But you look at things like Mwanga. We mentioned it earlier. Um, you know, It obviously won the Wink Stakes. It was really sharp late. Had some pretty good splits. Um Pretty poorly weighted, but it's probably like, you know, whatever. It's the 57 kilos. I just can't really have it. Um, Riadini, he's flying. George Main stakes win. Uh, George Main had a good run there. Um, $8 or whatever it is um, back then. But, um, yeah, I'm not into that. Arameo, like we mentioned earlier with Alicia Collett, um, pretty good barrier drawing barrier five. She's She's been riding really well. Um, I think it's paying about 10 bucks, and she's carrying 51 and a half. So, look, there's plenty going on here, Tommy. Which, where have you landed? Yeah, well, um, it's a bit tough. Uh, as you say, Arabara, like, I really liked its run against uh, behind Zaki. Even its uh, next that run was okay. Um, it finished really strong, though, behind uh, Zaki first up, and I think it'll improve from last up run as well. Um, I can see why people, some people have tipped it in that. Um, there's a couple down the ball. I think Skylab, this run was massive, and it's only going to improve again. Get t- getting Timmy Clark on is a massive win, and I think him going um, coming out of Barrier Four is going to be mass- is going to be really good. I really like this horse, Skylab, and um, I think if he hits the form he did last prep, he's going to be right around the finish. Um, yeah, I, there's a couple I think I can rule out in pro, – I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Private Eye. I, I wanted to see him do more in his last couple of runs before running in Epsom, but he could come out and do something. Um, Ice Bath, as you said, Zach, we, we want the heavens to open. 
um, to to for him to catch up a bit. And then Hungry Heart's probably the opposite. Um, we we don't want any wet track um, at all for Hungry Heart. In saying all that, I really liked what Tommy said with Mwanga. I think class prevails. He was only a couple of lengths off incentivised, which no one in the country seemed to be able to do. Uh, I, and I think if um, incentivised comes out and beat Gary Elegant on Saturday, which I think he will, I think Mwanga form is justified. I know he's got a big weight, but as Tommy says, class prevails. And um, down the bottom, I think there's a couple of decent ones. I've been on a tissue all, all prep, and I, I'd love to see him run a massive race, but I think class prevails with Mwanga. Um and I don't think Cascadians run have been that that bad either. You could probably spec it a little at the price, but give me class, give me Moanga. Interesting. Uh Coey. Tommy and I had this chat earlier in the day, and I I'm if you were to class Moanga, it's definitely the the most informed runner in this race. And I mean I think it rightfully carries fifty seven. I know Tommy said that it might have been a bit heavy handed with the the handicapping and the weights, but I think I think it's justified more or less um two group ones this preparation like it, it the horse is absolutely flying in my eyes 650 it's coming out of a price where it's absolutely backable uh cascadian's definitely been disappointing um and by comparison i guess this is what's so interesting about this race because i mean you look at Mawanga weighted at 57 and then you go right down at the bottom at 50 and a half and yeah, I personally think you have to have something on Skylab. I definitely do think that. And it's just the fact that it's carrying 50 and a half TC on board. It wouldn't actually surprise me if this horse just led um, and then just stole the race. Yeah. I, gen- I genuinely think that's the case. And like you look at the other single digit runners, I think Rio Dini drawn 15 just does not help its cause. Uh, I mean, Rachel me King, Ra- King did fucking wonders last last week, two weeks ago when, you know, in she that did, uh, yeah. very elegant race. And Zach saluted, of course, in the place bet, but at the same time, she didn't she didn't win the race. Um, but where, what, do you think she's going to catch um, Ashman? I, I think Ashman might even go out in front of it and uh, from that wide gate as well when Jeff goes really, cut, really hard early. It might just cut across with it, you know. Like, yeah. it, doesn't ma- it doesn't matter. I think it, it will still – Rhea Dini knows one way, and I think that the tactics won't really change on her, especially drawing 15. I don't think she's going to settle at the back of the pack. I definitely don't think so. So, you know, they might use Ashman or someone of the like to cut across and find itself within that front peloton, essentially, But which essentially means it would probably be a tougher race for her. Is my guess anyway. Um, private eye, yeah. What what do you say about this horse? I mean, first up win was huge, and then I can't say uh, the second up was a little bit disappointing. But the the last latest run, I think it did actually quite well. Eight bucks, fifty one kilos. It's been yeah, back, Kelly. Thirteen into eight. Yeah, my money's probably right for it. I can totally see. I mean, just the fact that it's carrying fifty one kilos and it's at. It's in form. It likes Randwick. You know, that's that's two ticks right there. For me, yeah, I would have been all over Hungry Hard if it wasn't for the rain coming, like Tommy already alluded to. So I, I'm just going to literally land on an each-way bet on Skylab. I just think that 50 and a half, I'd be willing to gamble that 19 bucks and it would have surprised me if it came in a little bit before post-time. No, not at all. I think, I think the fact that the rain is coming 
will be uh, beneficial for this. Um, it probably he- prefers the heavier side of soft, but saying that it's one on every every surface. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take a little bit of each way specking on Skylab. Thanks, guys. Skylab, good odds. Um, we go to the Metrop, 2,400-meter race. We've got equal favourites in Montefilia for Dave Payne and Entente for Gay Waterhouse. So Entente has been backed 11 into 6, and Entente had a bloody good win the other week, or last week probably it was. Montefilia, I think it's about third up or so. It's um, opened 5, it's now 6, but I think the runs haven't been that bad. I think they've probably been going for this, and... Um, yeah, third up had two two guns at Ramwick, a third and a second, second behind She's Ideal and Entente as well in the Kingston Town. Um, so they're, they're both paying six bucks. You got She's Ideal at six fifty, so pretty much bang on the same. Uh, Hush Rider has halved its quote hundred into fifties. Anything else at odds? Um, Luncies or Luncies, however you say it, twenty six into sixteen. One's been smashed in Zarek, which is a second emergency, fifty one into eleven. So that's fucking pretty interesting. And uh, that's pretty much it. But Tommy, there's been a fair bit of money going around this race. Yeah, it's a good old metro. Like we've got a full field, which is what we want to see. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. There's a couple of couple of early thoughts. The old school um, on time packing up a week uh, has attracted a lot of money. I, personally, I don't think I can be be with it. I don't think it beat too much last week. I, the two horses I really want to follow are She's Ideal and Montefilia. I think they've been um, running pretty strong, as you were saying before, Zach. They haven't drawn the best barriers, but I think um, classy jockey, jockeys on Hugh Bowman and Jason Collett can find a decent spot uh, for both of them. Uh, I think they'll be fighting out of the race, and I think at the price you can probably back both of them. For a knockout, again, weather permitting, I think we think is a really good bet. Uh, again, wide gate, but Karen, um, Karen in a staying race, and with a quality horse with the Murray Baker Forsman um, relationship, this quick thinker, as uh, run in Newcastle was really good, and I think it can be in uh, with a chance as well. And in saying that, Great House was really impressive last start, and I really love Jeffrey Penzer staying on it, and this might be a chance for him to win a Group One, so maybe a little saver on Great House as well. But you could easily make a case for a lot of them. Um, I think warnings. Uh, Big price. You've seen what it can do in the past. I don't think Angel of Truth is really out of it. Its first up run was really fantastic and hasn't done a lot since. But um, form uh, can be found again in these big races. So, look, tough little race. I, I probably she's ideal in Montefiore though. Coey, it's a tough one. It, it is a tough one, and it's wide open. I, I could probably justify most of the money moves in this. I think you know she's ideal. Entente and Montefilia. Um, Entente obviously winning last week. Short backup, big fan of that. And the fact that it's drawn four, I'd imagine it it leads and shoots up with TC on board. That's why it maps so well for that um, that horse. Uh, she's ideal in Montefilia. My God, the price will be. I don't know. I'd imagine both the horses will be four bucks, four fifty if they drew a barrier. I genuinely think so. Um, I think the fact that they've drawn fifteen and seventeen has disparaged a few of the punters and it's shifted the price out a little bit. Um, saying that, though, Montefiore can settle back. She's ideal. It's in form. It's fit. I, I think it can sit a little worse midfield and still run on really well, much like its first stop, stop running uh, the Wink Stakes, I think it was. Saying that, Harpo Marks, I think, is over the odds. Uh, I don't mind how it could run. 
Zarek, another interesting one, which I wouldn't mind having a little spec on. I, I've watched that Kingston Town replay a few times with Shiz Ideal winning. The fact that I got a little bit unlucky at the top of the straight, uh, down in the weights again, now carrying 50 kilos, which is just rock bottom as it comes. Uh, I see a lot of upside in it, but yeah, once again, it's just got to be an each way play for me. And Tommy and I said, you know, if it wasn't for the jockey, no compromise would have been shorter in my eyes, but I'm just going to take a gamble. I just think that that Newcastle Gold Cup run, it was so unlucky, no compromise. Just saw backside after backside. And I've watched this replay again about, you know, 15 minutes ago. And I just went, you know what? Like now that it's carrying 50 kilos, I can chance it. And the fact that it can run the trip and everything else that goes with it, I could chance 15 bucks to one right now. And that's where I'm. my head's at at the moment. I'm just going for the price, really. Anyone's race, but no compromise. Sweet. No compromise. 15 bucks. We go to the last um, benchmark 94 over 1,200. Some good money moves already. So the Favours Big Parade, Josh Parr, Mark Newnham, 5 into 390. Uh, prime candidate, J Mac and Bjorn, $21 already into 10. So more than halved its quote. Uh, that's a good uh, That's a good backing today. Um Fender is there as well. Marway, obviously, for Tommy Berry. That's on the drift. Um, anything else that's been backed? Not really. Well, Gravina has had a little bit of money, 7 into 480. But I guess the top two, Tommy, Big Parade, 390. Prime Candidate, 10 bucks in from 21. Mate, um, how disappointing was Big Parade? Uh, smashed off the map in a really um, really good race a couple of weeks ago at the Theo Marks at Group 2. And... Um, we see a couple of weeks off and come back to this grade. I know it's got 61 kilos, but I I think this is the horse that's uh, too good for this field. Um, Josh Parr is Newnham's man as well, and I think he's put him on his, his main chance, and I think 390 is uh, probably better price than what it should be. I think Big Parade wins this and wins it pretty good. Um, if there's one knockout, I'm, I'm staying with Never Talk. Uh, does really well in the heavy. If we do get a uh, lot of rain, a lot of racing on that track, uh, look for something like Never Talk to uh, for Chris Lees to take out the last like he did a couple of weeks ago. But I, I think Big Parade's too, uh, too good for this race. Coe, you agree? Um, it's one of them horses, once again, that I just can't find that thing. Whenever I back it, it just loses. So I'm just going to stay out of that one altogether, carrying top weight. Uh, yeah, 61 kilos. It's a lot of lot of weight on its back. And, I mean, it's drawn ideally and Josh Parr, but, I mean, there's nothing against that. I think it's just, it's got to be too heavy. And, yeah, I just can't find a winner on it. And coming down to benchmark grade now, off the back of, you know, the Theo marks and everything else, I mean, everything points to the fact that it could win. I think 390 is genuinely unders in my eyes. Um but now, now we're back to a benchmark 94 where a lot of these runners do become competitive and prime candidate. I mean, yeah, I can understand the backing for that. Two really solid trials, winning both. Last one over three and a half lengths. I mean, huge, but no, nah, not for mine. Rocketing Bites had his chance. Star Spangled Banner does interest me, but at the same time, drawing the car park. Uh, something at odds which I don't mind yet. Tommy's already touched on Never Talk. I think if it rains, mate, like this thing is, it genuinely swims. And we saw that last campaign where I think it ran and won or placed second 
a handful of times behind some decent company as well. Fender could genuinely get a Cosy slot if it wins this, but I I think this company will really test it out. It's drawn well, but I just don't know if it's the, the same horse as last preparation. Tommy's horse, Marway, that's that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. <laughs> I think it's at odds. 18 bucks, second up record's really strong. Barrier nine, it's not too wide, I think. Um, I think it's very competitive out of that range. The the formula, like the form that it comes out of, like so count the rupee, like Tommy mentioned, I think that's well within this range nowadays. I think that's about a benchmark 88, 92 range for that horse. The fact that it's 18 bucks, forgive the last start it had where it led, but it worked a bit hard to get to that front. Uh, the fact that it's, you know, drawn nine shouldn't be disparaging. I think it would be applying the same tactics again. It has to be written positively, fitter for the run, second up record tick, Tommy on board, who'd be hungry to get his uh, Ws up for the fresh season. 18 bucks, yeah, I'll have a little bit of that, but Gravina, I can understand also being 480. Yeah, I don't mind Gravina, to be honest. It's already 7 into 480. Um, still multi. All right, uh, multi-time. So I am going first, three legs, and I'm going to go very elegant to win. Um, I'm going to go think it over to win. So very elegant, obviously, race seven in Flemington. Think it over race five in Sydney. And I'm going to go Elusive Express, which is race three at Flemington. Um, I think it's about 280 or something. So you're getting about $13 for that multi. Tom, yours. Mate, I'm uh, nice and simple as well, just three legs. I'm agreeing with you. I think think it over wins. Uh, go to Tommy's um, best bet as well, Mars Crusader. I think it beats that field. And then go to the last big parade. I think it's too good for that field. If you're feeling really game, I think incentive-wise, it beats very elegant. No. Those three without it, uh, 23 bucks. Coey? Tommy, same as you, buddy. Uh, minus the last leg. I think it over into Mask Crusader. And then in the last, I'm going up, heading up north. Enterprise Pom running in race nine at Durban. Comes back way down in grade. Over the 1,200 metres, um, it's coming out of Group 2 company and now running in, I don't even know what this is. This is just a three-year-old race, just a three-year-old open race. And uh, I just assume it wins for 290, just for fun. Uh, Paul, so, Paul Kerry Parker's got to think yeah. it over for all three of us. So, yes, yeah, 17 bucks for the three of them. All right, to finish things off, obviously I am with Very Elegant. Tom sounds like he might be with Incentivise, but Coey, who are you with? It's so hard to go against the uh, the might, the new mighty mayor, so to speak, for the Waller camp, but I'm with incentivise as well here. Fucking please. All right, boys, that's us. Um, we'll uh, we'll also release a little sport one as well, looking towards the grand final and recapping uh, the horrible outing from fucking Manly. Maybe a couple of biffs in the UFC as well, but um, thanks, boys. Good, mate. Cheers, boys.